going to go in the book of Joel, if you have your Bibles, uh, Joel, the second chapter and verse 28. And nowadays, even if you don't have your Bible uh, with you, they, they put the word right up there on the screen so you can see it. But I want to I actually go into this verse, which is basically a prophecy that Joel prophesied about that came to pass when? At the day of Pentecost. That's right. How do we know that? Because Peter quoted this. That's right. And said, these men are not drunken as you suppose. That's right. But this is that. That was it. spoken of by the prophet Joel. That's right. That in the last days, God would pour out his spirit. How many is glad it's still happening? Amen. 2,000 years, Amen. God's been pouring out That's right. his spirit. That's right. But verse 28 tells us, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, mm -hmm. your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. Now tonight we're going to be talking about dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. And let me just say that uh, our traditional way of, of of uh, interpreting this scripture is that old people are dreaming about the past, right? And young people are dream are visioning about the future. But I really want to show you that there's not much difference between dreams and visions. If you'll look with me, uh, first of all, we we um, we know that the vision. We think of vision as looking to the future and dreams of uh, relating to the past. But many dreams relate to the future. Amen. We can find examples of that in the book of uh, uh, where it talks about in, in Kings and uh, Chronicles about Nebuchadnezzar who had a dream. Remember the, the, the image of that uh, that represented all the, the kingdoms that would rule at one time over this earth, including the final kingdom, which is the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So this, this dream that he had thousands of years ago actually goes right on up to our very present day that we're living in, and yet it was a dream, not a vision. Right. Daniel had a dream uh, of, of the same thing, of what was going to take place in the future. Joseph had a dream, it got him in trouble. He dreamed about that his, his parents and his brothers were going to bow down to him. Right. That was fulfilled uh, many years later while he was in Egypt. Uh -huh. uh, we could go on and on. Martin Luther King had a dream. That's right. That's right. And his, his famous statement, I have a dream. That's right. And his dream that there would one day be racial equality. And this was a dream that he had at a time that it was far from being racial equality. Mm -hmm. We're still not quite where we ought to be, but thank God we're further along than what we used yeah, to be. Yeah, Amen? Yeah, yeah. So without a dream, we could also say that people will perish as without a vision. But tonight, generally speaking, uh, Joel's prophecy was that old men would dream dreams and young men would see visions. Thus leading us to the book of Ezra, the third chapter and verse 10 and through 13. Now, I, 
once I get going, it's kind of hard for me to slow down. So, Pastor, anytime you yep. feel like you need to jump in, yeah. I may not even see you, but wave a, <laughs> wave a hand over here out of my peripheral vision. I'll see. Or just butt in. Yes, Amen. Sir. Yes, sir. That's all right. Ezra 3 and beginning in verse 10. If you have that, say amen. Amen. All right. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple mm -hmm. of the Lord, they set the priest in their apparel with trumpets. And the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, king of Israel. Aren't you glad Israel had a king that set a precedent? That's right. That's Amen. Right. He, he not only laid down some ordinances and some laws about how important it was to praise God, he led by example. That's right. Amen. He, he, he was the biggest shouter and dancer probably of everybody else around. That's he right. was the one that said, clap your hands, O ye people. That's right. Make a joyful noise unto right. the Lord. Yes. Uh, praise him in the dance. Praise him with his cymbal and the high-sounding cymbal. So David uh, had set the ordinance for Israel, and the Bible said that the Levites, the sons of Asaph began to praise him on the cymbals uh -huh. and with the trumpets. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people, now I want you to notice a little three-letter word there. Mm -hmm. All the people. Mm -hmm. Pastor, I don't know what I do. I've been... I, I, I've been preaching this gospel for over 54 years, yeah. pastored for over 30-something years and uh -huh. or 40 years, however long that's been. I don't know if I've ever been in a service where all yeah. the people mm -hmm. praised the Lord. We're getting close here, though. We're getting close. I've seen majorities, yeah. and I've seen minorities, uh -huh. and I've seen where I was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But wouldn't it be something if all the people began to praise the Lord? Well, why don't you try it right now? Let's see. Praise God. All of the people Thank you, began to praise the Lord. Clap your hands under the Lord. All ye people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all the people shouted. Uh-huh. Wonder if we could just all shout hallelujah real loud one time. Hallelujah! All the people shouted uh -huh. with a great shout or a loud shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Hallelujah. Why were these people so excited? Mm -hmm. Because for 70 years, That's right. Israel had been in captivity. Actually, Israel had been in captivity longer than that by the Assyrians even before the Babylonians. But Judah, the more godly of the two tribes, had been in captivity in Babylon now for 70 years. And now the uh, decree of Cyrus, who was of the Medes and Persians, gave them release and gave them permission to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild right. the city of Jerusalem and the temple of God. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. No wonder they were shouting, and no wonder they were shouting with a great shout. Yes. 
Because, not because the temple was finished. Just the foundation. But because the foundation of the temple was laid. But verse 12 says, but many of the priests, everybody say the, the preachers. The preachers. And the Levites. Mm -hmm. And the chief of the fathers, the leaders of Israel. Right. Who were ancient men. Boy, it's something when you become an ancient man. I don't think that's what Sister Justice was talking about. I, I, I was just trying to figure that out. He said the oldest thing back there, and she said, I'm older. <laughs> but the Bible calls these old elders, old priests, and old Levites, and chief of the fathers or leaders in Israel that were ancient men, that had seen the first house when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes they wept with a loud voice and many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people for the people shouted with a loud shout and the noise was heard afar off. So we have a situation here where the older men, and the reason they called them ancient, because they had seen that first house. That house had been destroyed at least 70 years before this took place. Mm -hmm. So in order to have seen it and still remembered it, I would say the minimum age they would have been would have been 75 years old. Mm -hmm. There was some, no doubt, in their 80s or 90s mm -hmm. that had seen the glory of that first house. And the Bible says that they were weeping. Now, there's a, a chain of thought that says they were weeping tears of joy. Not sure. But I, I don't believe that. Matter of fact, I'll give you scripture. For that before our lesson is over tonight. I believe there was a discernment between the two. Because the younger people that had never even got to see the first house. Or the first temple. Were rejoicing because they just saw the foundation rebuilt. And when they saw the beginning of this thing. They were already shouting because I believe God gave them a visionary dream. A dream that said one in, in, a, in a few weeks, a few months, however long it's going to take, we're going to see the whole temple rebuilt. We've never seen this before. Right. I'm here to tell you folks that we're getting ready to see some things. Some of a younger generation that they've never yes. seen before. Yes. Yes. And, yes. And, and, and yes. some of the older saints... Uh, that maybe had just seen uh, uh, not near the glory that you saw uh, 70 or 60 or 50 years ago. Maybe what you're looking at will just cause you to weep. But I want you to say that we're going to do more than just have a, a dream about what used to be. Right. We're going to have a visionary spirit that's going to say, I will rejoice over what God is getting ready to do. Hallelujah. I Amen. Didn't think I'd be able to sit down there. I, very I knew long. you weren't going to sit down too long either. I can't do it. Yeah. There's an old song some of you uh -huh. ancient folks might remember that's 
that we used to sing as a choir song years ago said, sit down. And the choir would sing, I can't sit down. <laughs> and the lead singer would say, sit down. And the choir would say, I can't sit down. And the lead singer would say, sit down. And the choir would say, I can't sit down because I just got religion and I can't sit down. <laughs> Woo! Ooh, I can Goldthorpe. see from that smile on Sister Whitney's face, uh, well, we're going to have to teach her that. <laughs> but there's something that I want to bring out to you tonight that has nothing to do with the physical temple that was built in Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. They called it the house of God. Right. Jesus entered into the temple. That was not this one. This one was destroyed also after it got rebuilt. It was called Herod's temple because Herod rebuilt the temple again. And when the disciples saw it, they, they marveled at the beauty of it and Jesus had to remind them that it wasn't going to be but a few years mm -hmm. until that temple That's right. would also be destroyed. And he said not one stone would be left upon another. And since that time there has not been a temple. Almost 2,000 years, mm -hmm. except the temple that God built. That's right. You remember when David had a desire to build the Lord a house, yes. to build the temple? Acts chapter 7, yes. verse number 45 says, Which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possessions of the Gentiles, mm -hmm. whom God drave out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David, yes. who found favor with God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob. Uh -huh. But Solomon built him an house. Yes. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in <laughs> temples made Woo. with hands, as saith the prophets, yes. heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Mm -hmm. What house will you build me, saith the Lord? Yes. Now, what he told David when David had the desire to build him a house, does anybody remember? God said, you're, you're not going to build me a house. I'm going to build you a house. Mm -hmm. I'm going to build you a house. I never, you can't box God inside four walls. Amen, amen. And matter of fact, you can't box the church inside four walls. That's right. And so what God said when he spoke those words to David was prophetically, I will build my church mm -hmm. on this rock and the gates of hell shall not That's prevail right. against it. Right. Right. So though that physical temple was called the house of God, it was only a shadow and type, just like all the Old Testament of what God was going to build right here, his kingdom and his house. We are the house of God. The Bible said, know ye not that ye are the temple of God? If so be that the Holy Ghost dwelleth in you. That's right. So we today as God's people, by being born again, become the temple of the house of God. Now, the church has been in existence for about 2,000 years. From the day of Pentecost and uh, to this day, we're looking at almost 2,000 years, right at it, that the church has been in existence on this earth, the kingdom of God. How do we get into it? 
You must be born again of water and of the Spirit. When you're baptized in Jesus' name and God fills you with the Holy Ghost, you enter into the kingdom of God. And Jesus told Nicodemus, without that, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You must be born of water and of the Spirit. So today, as we are here gathered together, we, some of us, are ancient enough to remember back 40, 50, 60 years ago when there was a great outpouring of the Spirit of the Lord. Now, this really started in a big way about the turn of the 20th century. In the early 1900s in Azusa Street and in uh, Topeka, Kansas, there was a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost and many people from different denominations began to seek after a closer walk with God and God began to pour out. We saw what many called or termed the latter rain. Mm -hmm. In other words, the former rain was that which started on the day of Pentecost when God said, I will pour out my spirit right. on all flesh. But then it went on for almost 1,900 years and God gave us a, an outpouring of what we would call that second or latter rain outpouring of the spirit. That's right. And people literally by the hundreds and thousands began to receive the experience of the Holy Ghost. And then came the great revelation of Jesus' name, baptism. You see, understand this, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but you don't build another house on a different foundation. Okay. When they saw that the foundation mm -hmm. was laid, this was not another foundation. Mm -hmm. And so when we see the revelation coming on Jesus' name, baptism, one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's the Father of all, above all, through all, and in you all. See, there's revelation right there. Mm -hmm. As Father, He's above all. As Son, He's through all and walked among us. But as Holy Ghost, He's in you all. That's but right. there's only one God. That's Hallelujah. Right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Only one God. And His name is Jesus. There it is. There you Christ go. in you. Christ in the you. The hope, hope of, glory. of glory. That's right. So when you try to divide that up, you're getting into doctrines of Nicolaitans, which God says I hate, and you get into the doctrine of the mother of harlots who actually formed and invented the doctrine of the Trinity. Mm -hmm. But when God rebuilds his house, Hallelujah. it's going to be on the same foundation that it was originally built upon. And that, that is what Jesus said. This church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Yes, yes, yes. And he said on this rock. On this rock. <laughs> now, Peter, you are Peter. Little stone. But on this rock. Yes, yes. Somebody said, oh, that, that means the church was built on Peter. No. Right. On this rock, Jesus said. Right. On Petra. That's right. Boulder. Mm -hmm. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's right. Didn't say the gates of hell wouldn't come against us. Just wouldn't prevail. He didn't say that no weapon would be formed against us. Right. 
It said, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. prosper. That's right. And no gates of hell that come against us shall be able to overpower us because greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. That's right. And I better get back to my notes because I'm one of those that could preach without them, but it goes way too long. <laughs> so looking at this, when the builders laid the foundation, all the people shouted, but many of the ancient men wept, mm -hmm. for they had seen the first house 70 years ago. And in comparison, now let's look at Haggai, the second chapter, and verse 1 through verse 9. If you found it, say amen. Nobody has? Well, that's okay. Had they, got, they hadn't even found it. There it is. There we go. Okay, Haggai 2, and let's look at verse 1 first. And we're going to read. take time to read nine verses. Mm -hmm. In the second year of Darius, now this is Haggai's rendition of what we just read from the book of Ezra. In the second year of Darius, the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. But then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, that dwell in your sealed houses, mm -hmm. and the house lie waste? Are you right, reading a different version? No, I'm reading the wrong chapter. Okay. That's what happens to yep. ancient men. Yep. Thank, thank oh, you, brother. You're welcome. That's good, too, but we don't want to take that Okay, long. all right, okay. We, we just got to talk about that. Chapter 2. <laughs> In the seventh month. There we yeah, go. We're in the we right are. month now. Yeah, we're in the right we're month. We're in the right month. There we go. <laughs> in the one and twentieth day of the month came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheol. Well, we're going to have to go through all those again. Who is left among you? Watch this now, verse 3. Who is left among you? that saw this house in her first glory. Yeah, it's a good question. Who were they? Mm -hmm. Said some of the priests, some of the Levites, mm -hmm. some of the chief elders in Israel, the ancient men. Mm -hmm. And how do you see it now? Mm -hmm. Remember a little while ago I said you're going to see why this wasn't, they weren't crying tears of joy. Mm -hmm. They were crying tears of remembering what used to be and we don't have that now. How many older people, I want you to be honest with me tonight, have looked back on some of the things that you experienced during that first outpouring of God's Spirit in the days when miracles were happening nearly every church service and people would stay to 1, 2 o'clock in the morning praying and receiving the Holy Ghost. How many remember those days and, and, and can weep at times because we don't see it like we did back then? Hold your hand here. You, you, you've been there. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I'm not going back to all that, but I remember the times in our evangelistic days when the Spirit of God was so powerful and prevalent in services. Sometimes we'd sing a song before we can get to the Word and people would literally start running to the altars 
and receiving the Holy Ghost even before we preached the, the word. Many times we were there, Pastor, till after midnight yeah. because when people came to the altar, they came to receive the Holy Ghost, not pray for five minutes and, well, I didn't get it, I'll try again. They would stay until yeah. they received the Holy Ghost. Yeah, tarry until. Yeah. I was talking to Sister Shirley Hawkins the other night, and she said it was 1 o'clock in the morning when she received the Holy Ghost. Wow. And people stayed right there praying mm -hmm. with her. You yeah. just did that. That's, that's right. Sometimes now we see, you know, boy, boy it's getting nine o'clock. I'm gonna miss the evening news. I better get. Man, we got news that's much better that's than right. the evening that's news. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. All of these. That's right. But let me get back. That's right. Who who was among you that saw this house in her? Everybody say in her first glory. First glory. And how do you see it now? And he even answers the question for him. Is it not in your eyes as co in comparison of it as nothing? Yeah. True. All we're seeing is a foundation. Mm -hmm. But watch what he goes on to say. Yet now, everybody say now. Now. Be strong, yes. O Zerubbabel, mm -hmm. saith the Lord. And be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest. And be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work. Work. Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> right. That's a four-letter word some folks don't like to hear. Mm -hmm. But faith without works is dead. That's right. Now what I'm going to finish teaching in the next, hopefully, 30, 20 minutes or so is going to increase your faith. But don't just let your faith that comes through only by prayer and fasting yeah. cause you to let the works go because there's some work to do. And the Lord said, pray ye to the Lord of the harvest that he may send forth laborers, laborers right. into my harvest. Right. Be strong and work for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. Mm -hmm. According to the word that I covenanted with you mm -hmm. when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you. Fear you not, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations. Right. And the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Let me tell you, all of us old dreamers uh, have got to say, Lord, don't let me just dream about how good it was in the past, but make me a visionary and let me see what's coming in the future because the glory is coming back. That's right. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, the glory is coming back. Glory is coming back. And it's going to be bigger. Yes. Yes. Oh, I wish you would believe that. Mm. How many of you really do believe that? Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I no, 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 no. You're not getting by that, that easy. Yeah. How many of you really yeah. believe that? Yeah. Hold, hold the hand up. Hold the hand up. All over this country. Ah, oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, glory. Yes. Now, my goal is that the, everybody else that couldn't lift your hand will be able to lift it by the time I'm done. Yes. 
So I'm not just up here flapping my lips because I want to hear myself. I believe the word of God does not return void, but goes forth and accomplish what pleases him. And it pleases God for you to believe the word and lay hold upon it and say, God, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Just because you said it, Lord. Now, he goes on to say, I know in your eyes you're crying because what you're seeing right now can't even compare to can't the glory to what nothing. you used to it's see. Nothing. That's right. Can you imagine, if you've read anything at all about Solomon's temple, can you imagine the splendor of that thing, everything overlaid in gold, the beauty of that thing was so magnificent that people came from all over the world just to see it. That's right. And were amazed and would say the half has not, not even yet been told. That's right. And yet, watch what he's getting ready to say here. You thought that was really something, and it was. And in comparison, you're still seeing rubble scattered all around, and all we've got is the foundation. But watch what he says. I will fill this house. Was there a house there? Just a foundation. Just a foundation. That's right. Oh, but what a foundation. Yeah. Yes, yes. See, I'm here to tell you that when God restores something, he doesn't build it on a new foundation. He goes back to that same old foundation of the apostles' doctrine, come on, apostolic truth yeah. that's going to stand when heaven and earth has passed away. Hallelujah. And he builds on that foundation. That's right. And he says, I will fill this house with glory. Now, here's where visionary has to come in. A vision is able to see something that has not yet taken place. Mm -hmm. A vision is when you say, God, open my blinded eyes that I can see what you have in store for your people. God gave me a revelation on this uh, wee hours of the morning a few weeks ago. And, and I, because I was of that crowd, you know, that thought, well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting at that age where I'm, I'm talking more about the past than I am the future. Because there's more of that than there is this. <laughs> I don't think I'll live another 73 years. I, I, I doubt it. Not, not on this earth. So I, I'm already past the, the midway mark. But I don't want, I said, God, I don't want to be just a dreamer of what used to be. Yes. I don't want to be another old person that sits around and talks how wonderful life used to be. And how terrible it is now. And how exciting church used to be, but it's a drudgery now. Oh, dear God, I don't want to be a murmurer or a complainer or a grumbler or a griper or a fine fault with everything that goes on. I said, God, let me. I know you said young men are going to see vision, but God, make me an old man that's visionary. Yes. Hallelujah. Let my dreams be more than just of the past. Let them be of the future. Could I share one of my dreams with you? You're teaching good, Pastor. You're teaching good, Brother Carson. One of my dreams, I've been preaching this gospel for over 55 years now. And one of my dreams, because I've been preaching revival, 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 it's coming. I've seen spurts of it. I've seen uh, where there were spans of five to ten years where we had such magnificent outpourings of the Holy Ghost and miracles and, and, and 
I mean things happening that would blow your mind. But it kind of just went in waves and be a crest and then it would go back down the valley and then crest. And I've preached that this glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former and the revival in the end time right before the rapture of the church will be the, one of the greatest revivals we've ever seen. And, and here I am some 55 years later and I have not seen the fulfillment. But let me share with you, Pastor, this yes. evening yes. that I have seen the foundation getting back laid right where it used to be and we're yeah. starting to see the walls uh, come on coming up and the glory of God filling the house once again get ready for the most exciting time that the church has ever gone through get ready for it get ready for it thank you Lord get ready for it so my dream and my vision has been Lord if you don't mind Let me live long enough to be a part of it. Now, you might have seen this old ancient guy over here during our revival, Brother Wade, getting really excited and jumping up and doing a spin or two and, and carrying, carrying on. When he got up and said, Brother Carson, this is unusual. Yeah, yeah. Because usually... The man that passes the mantle on to the next man doesn't get to go where he goes. Right. Right. Moses only got to see it from afar off, but he didn't get to enter into it like his, his follower, Joshua. That's what the man of God said. But he said, right. Brother Wade said this, right. but Brother Carson, you're going to get to enter into yeah. this promise. Yeah. I, <laughs> woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo. I said, Lord... If I just live long enough, yeah. not just to see it from a distance, but if I have to be like that old ancient man Simeon that was in the temple uh -huh. when Mary come walking in with a little baby, you know, in her arms, uh, and Simeon right. just walks over there, some old man come walking up, grabs that baby out of her arms and holds him and right. said, now ah. I can die. That's but right. you told me I wouldn't die until I could see your salvation. And I'm not just going to see it from a distance. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to embrace it. Hallelujah. No way Brother Wade knew I'd been praying that for years. Yes. But when right. he said that, I said, okay, Lord, I believe it. That's right. And I receive it. And, I, and the other morning, God spoke this to my heart. I like to get up real early in the morning when it's still dark. I like to go outside and pray. I look up to the heavens. And when I look to the southeast, I see the morning star. As it's risen, the brightest star in the heavens, it's actually Venus. And I look to the southwest and I see Mars. It's a little red looking planet up there. They're there every morning. Mm -hmm. And every morning I look at that and say, Great is thy faithfulness. Right. Yes. Hallelujah. That's right. When I consider the heavens, the work of thine hands, what is man? What that is thou art man? mindful of? And I thought about the other mornings I got up, was praying and talking to God, and God spoke to my heart and said, you're not going to be just another voice of the past. Yeah. But God told me, he said, I'm going to use you to help usher in as a voice of the future. Yeah. 
And he said, I don't want you just to be a, an old dreamer. Yeah. But I want you to be a visionary. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to pass that vision on to this great man of God that the Lord has sent us to be our pastor. Mm -hmm. And I have seen and watched him grab hold yeah. of that vision. I don't ever dream that 15 years ago when you first walked no, in this building. No, no, we didn't know that. That's right. But God has everything planned out, That's folks. Right. Come on, you've had to go through some battles. You've had That's to go right. through some storms. Right. This church has That's since right. that time. That's but right. God is starting to pull it all together because yes. he said, I'm going to shake heaven and I'm going to shake earth. And that which can be shaken will, will be shaken. But, but that which cannot be shaken will remain. remain. I'm going right. to tell you, we're seeing that happening right now in our land today. Our whole world is being shaken. Yes, it is. Unrest everywhere. But let me tell you, some folks are going to be let it bother them, and it's going to shake them right out. But there's some people saying, oh, this is just the Lord preparing us for the greatest revival that we've ever seen in our lives. Not only are we laying the foundation on the same place, but the building is coming up. Yes. And he, then he says, let me read it to you in verse 9, the glory of this, of this latter house. Mm -hmm shall be greater than of the former, saith Brother Carson. No. Saith Brother Robinson. No, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're saying it. <laughs> but the reason we're saying it is saith the Lord of hosts. That's right. And in, everybody say this place. This place. Will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. I'd like for everybody in this building, y'all got it up there? Read that verse 9 with me aloud. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, let me say this. I don't believe he was necessarily just talking about that physical building. Because the glory of the house they built there, when they rebuilt the temple, probably could never compare to the glory of the house that Solomon built. Mm. It was inferior. Even the one that Herod built would have been inferior mm -hmm. to the one. There was no temple like the temple of Solomon. Mm -hmm. But I do believe he's speaking about his body. Yes. Come on, the church. That's right. He's the temple. He said, you destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up again. That's, that's right. Because that's the body of Christ, whose body we are. Can you say amen? amen. We have been purchased by Christ. That's and right. so the, what he's saying, church, if you'll listen to it in the spirit and say, Lord, open my eyes and, and, and don't let me be blinded that, that, like that servant of Elisha, but Lord, open my eyes and let me see yes. that they that are with us are greater Lord. than they that are with him. And he that's in us is greater than he that's in the world. That's right. And we're living in the most exciting time for the church because the glory of this latter house of the church, he said, God said, will be greater than that of the former. That's right. So ancients weep no more. Yes. 
They were weeping, not because tears of joy. They were weeping because what they were seeing couldn't compare to what they used to know. Yes. Well, get ready because we're getting ready to see something go way beyond what we ever saw in our lives. Hallelujah. Well, God had to preach this to me and convert me, and I'm trying to do the same thing to you. Yes. Because... God has changed me that I've made up my mind. I will not be just an old dreamer of the past. I'm going to be a visionary of the future. Yes. And I believe God has raised up some visionaries in our time that are old men. I could name some of them for you, but I'm not going to try to take the time to do all of that. But T.J. Tenney was one of them. T.F. Tenney, I'm yeah. sorry, was one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we could go on there. J. Frank Wilson was one of them. Uh, we could go on and on and on of men that, even though they were old, they didn't live in the past. They said, greater things That's are right. getting ready right. to come. Greater things. I better get back to my notes. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's, Notice. Let's, let's, real quick. Yes, let's go, go to James go chapter number five. James chapter number five. James five. Uh-huh. Verse number seven. James chapter five, verse number seven. We'll read it here together once it comes up. Oh, it's, it's on the screen already. The scripture says, be patient, therefore, brethren, mm -hmm. unto the coming of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the, somebody say, precious. Precious fruit. Precious fruit of the earth. The precious fruit. Uh -huh. You ought to look to somebody and say, that's you. That's you. For the joy that was set before him, the precious fruit uh -huh. of the earth, and hath long patience. Uh -huh. Are you hearing me? Uh -huh. Long patience. We've got to have patience, folks. Amen. We've got to have patience with some of the people That's right. that the Lord, we've got to have patience with each other. Amen. Even the people that the Lord is going to send us, we've got to have patience. Yes. The scripture says, and hath long patience long for patience. Speaking of the Lord, until he received the early and what? Latter. And latter rain. Rain, that's right. Precious. Precious. He considers each one of us precious. Mm -hmm. He's going to consider the people that make it in here at the last minute precious. Yes. Because Hallelujah. they are part of the early Hallelujah. and the latter Hallelujah. rain. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Go ahead, Brother Carlos. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pastor. The Bible said in Ezra 6 and 3, and yes. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible because it, it opens up that scripture. I like the, the wordage in it. It says, let the house be rebuilt. Uh-huh. I've heard pastor mention the reason we call something revival, we sometimes get revival and harvest mixed up. Yes, we do. Revival is bringing back to life something that was alive but then died. That's right. Rebuilt mm -hmm. is building something that used to be built. That's right. But then it was torn down and we are rebuilding. That's right. So he says, let the house be rebuilt. Everybody say revival. Revival. Hallelujah. On the original yeah. foundations. Now I I wanna I wanna read that to you. Um this is how it actually reads in the CESB. In the first year of King Cyrus, 
he issued a decree concerning the house of God in Jerusalem. Let the house be rebuilt as a place for offering sacrifices and let its original foundations mm. be retained. Mm. We're going to rebuild the house, but before we do anything, we got to dig all the rubble out of the way and get back to the original foundations. Woo! Hallelujah. Why is that so important, church? Psalm 11 and 3 said, If the foundations be destroyed, right. what can the righteous do? Ephesians, the second chapter in verse 20, says the church, or that's the saints, that's us. Everybody say, that's me. That's me. We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now, the old pastors, the old ministers, the old saints are not here to criticize the new pastors. We're not here that every vision and goal that God has given you to say, oh, we've already tried that and it didn't work. Oh, that, that might work somewhere else, but that won't. No, no. We are here to follow what God tells this man to tell us. Yes, Our job, let me, let me talk to all of you older saints. Our job is not to talk about just how it used to be, but saying, talk, say, God, make me a visionary. Let me see things like they're going to be even greater than they were back in those days. Yes, yes. And another job for the elder saints, for the elder ministry, is to make sure that all those that are building now and rebuilding and having revival retain the original foundation. That's good. That's good teaching. That's good teaching. It's good teaching. Not to criticize, not to run down, not to sit around and whine and cry and boo-hoo and weep while everybody else is shouting. You may not be able to run as fast. You may not be able to jump as high. You may not be able to do anything but wave a little pinky up in there and say, Hallelujah, but do that. Rejoice, come on, with them that rejoice. Back up these young people and worship God with them. Oh, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I got, I got to read something I wrote down. You bear with me. Um, I wrote it down because if I didn't, I'd forget it. Okay, here it is. Sometimes it's hard for the older generation to see what God is about to do. But we must not hinder the vision of the next generation. Shout with them. Amen. They all shouted. That's right. That's what the word says. That's what the word says. Everybody says, I'm going to shout with them. I'm going to shout with them. Now, that means older folks, get you a shout on. Hallelujah. Come on, get you a shout on. That's right. I was watching somebody that's wanting to leap for joy the other night, and all they could do was this. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. If all you can do is toe push-ups, you push on, baby. Hallelujah. Don't you let the devil hinder you from worshiping God. That's right. Shout with them 
vision with them yes. and make sure they build on the same foundation. Yes. That's right. And Pastor asked me would I stay on as pastoral advisor. I said that would be an honor to. And he's not just done that in word, but he's done it in deed. And many times a week, he calls me and he says, he considers me his pastor. Yeah. Because every pastor, every needs, pastor a pastor. needs a pastor. That's right. Every man of God needs a covering. That's right. Every saint needs a covering. That's God right. sent you a covering. Here he's called your pastor. That's right. Many times as a younger minister, older minister passes on into another role, some, sometimes it's hard for them to turn loose of what they have. But it's even all through the word of God. When the priests got 50 years old, they went into an overcharge type of ministry where they didn't, they, they, they're not physically able to do what the younger generation. And any older man that won't recognize that as being foolish, because I've seen many hold on to it for 70, 80 years old and wind up church going down to nothing. That's right. I thank God for our pastor tonight. I thank God for this man who has a vision, who not only has seen what God has done in the past, but has seen what God's going to do yeah. in the future. Yeah. And he openly doesn't mind saying, Brother Carson, if you see me getting off this foundation or off track somewhere, you take me back in the office and talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. And he means that from yes, the bottom of yeah. his heart. And yeah. as long as he has that covering, he has protection. Yeah. I still, as old as I am, I've got coverings. I've got men of God that I look to that, that I consider my pastors and, and they help me. Mm -hmm. So older folks, shout with them, vision with them, Make sure they build on the same foundation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was telling pastor today, I said, sometimes I, I apologize for preaching too long. And one of those older saints, I won't call her by name, but her last name is, uh, <laughs> starts with a W. She'd come up to me and say, now, Brother Carson, don't you go apologizing for preaching the truth. And I'd say, yes, ma'am. As long as you're preaching truth, it, you don't owe anybody an apology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thank God for that, Sister Whitaker. Yeah. I appreciate these older saints of God. Because mm -hmm. if I'm old, they're ancient. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. The old pastors must be visionaries. And I said, God, don't let me just be a dreamer. Give me a vision. Yes. We may not be physically able to cast the net or the vision. But you know what? I don't find anywhere where Jesus ever cast it. That's true. He just told them where to cast it. He just told them where to cast it mm -hmm. and when to cast it. That's right. That's right. And Peter was the expert fisherman anyway. And he said, now, you notice his reaction when Jesus said, launch out to the deep and cast your net to the right. First reaction was, we've already tried We've that. already done that. That's <laughs> right. We've, we've been out here all We've been day. out here all night That's fishing, right. hadn't caught a thing. That was his first reaction, but then, thank God, he followed it up with, but nevertheless, nevertheless. at thy word, that's right. we'll do it. That's right. And he cast out the net. You know what happened. They caught such a multitude of fish, they'd never seen anything like it. Yes. 
had to have help dragging them all in. Mm. I'm telling you, church, get ready. God is preparing us for the greatest harvest that the church has ever seen here in its existence. As an advisor, we can advise where and when to cast, but this requires mutual respect and trust between the older and the younger ministries mm -hmm. and the older and the younger saints. Mm -hmm. Younger saints respect and honor these elders. Amen. They've been through a lot to get where they are today. That's right, that's right. And elders honor and respect these young people because you were there one time in their shoes. You were there. One day if God tarries, they will be the foundational pillars of the church. Yes, yes. And they will be that older generation. That's right. And if we learn to love and respect one another, there will be no problem and no schism and division in the body of Christ. That's Can right. you say amen? Amen. No ministry, young or old, can be successful without a covering ministry. And we thank God that this man understands that concept because it is a biblical concept. That's right. And I thank God that he's allowed me to stay on here and ask me to do so. And I'll try not to get in his way, but if he asks for my advice or if I feel like I need it, he's given me that honor an opportunity to share it with you. We've had many great times together. Yes, we have. And I look forward to some more. And if I had to get on your shoulders and ride <laughs> to, to get to enter into the promised land, I want to enter into That's it right. with you. My That's brother. right. That's right. Hallelujah. If the Lord does take me, maybe he'll give me a balcony seat and let me see it from <laughs> up there. I don't know. But I, I got a vision. Right. I want to keep my vision. That's right. And the glory of this latter house is going to be greater than the former. How many believes what I've, I've been teaching? Amen. Amen. I, Amen. I'm trying to see if there's a few more hands maybe than there was a while ago. Yeah, I, I, I think there is. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Stay right there. there. You know, Brother Carson was just talking about the covering and how important it is to have a covering. And when we think about the significance of having a covering in your life, parents, it's important to teach your children the importance of a covering. Yes, it is. The reason why I understand it and the reason why I uh, know the importance of it and I believe in it was because my parents taught me the importance of a covering. Right. It's because it was put in me as a child to honor my pastor, right. to respect my pastor, and to go to him if I needed anything. Right. And to go to him if I desired anything. Yes. It was put in me as a kid that if we had a desire to even start a business, if we had a desire to even launch into something, or even when we applied for jobs, mm -hmm. we would go to our pastor. That's right. That's right. We would go to our. I remember when we uh, would get a different, whether it be a different home, we would go to our pastor. That's right. 
and say, hey, we just got, we just, we're looking at this new house. We, would actually, we want you to be praying about this. Yes. When we got the house, guess who one of the first people was to that house? That's right. The pastor. Amen. Because he would pray over that home. Yes. Ask his blessing, his covering Amen. over that house. That's right. We understood it was put in me as Amen. a child, the importance of a covering. That's right. So that's why I have a reverence of it, because my parents taught me the importance of it, and then they demonstrated yes. it. Amen. 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 That's where Saul got out of line. That's right. He got out of line. We yes. talk about his disobedient spirit. Yes, you get disobedient when you don't have a covering. That's right. Amen. That's where he messed up. Yes. He lost his covering. He did. He didn't want to wait on Samuel. No. He was, he was too in a hurry. I'll just make my own decision now. That's right. Amen. That's right. That's where it started. That's where it started. He lost his covering, and that's why David is a man after God's own heart. Because even when he made mistakes, or when, no matter, even before he went into war, he always had a covering. That's right. And he always humbled himself to his covering. Yes, he did. When the man of God came to him and said, thou art the man. Thou art the man. He humbled himself to his covering. Right. Amen? Amen. So we must always have a covering in our life, and parents... You've got to teach your children the importance of a covering. Yes. All right? Amen. 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 Got to. So you're, you're, we're going to be hearing a little bit about this more. I was kind of taking notes here and, and going over some things, but this is important. Now, one thing I want to say before we close out is that the, the I don't know the adjective I want to use, but the honor, I'll use that, the honor that I have of pastoring this church, Brother Carson, because the amount of calls that I get from our elderly, I'm not going to say ancient, <laughs> you're not going to get me in trouble, <laughs> from the, the amount of calls and text messages I get from the elderly, church, all I can say is don't stop doing it. That's right. Okay? You have no idea what it means to me when Amen. I receive a phone call and I, and, and, and you, you, you just don't know what that means to me. Yes. To hear you say out of your mouth, Brother Robinson, I'm behind you. Yes. Brother Robinson, we support you. Amen. Hey, Pastor, uh, this may not mean much to you, but I just want you to know I love you and I'm praying for you. Mm. No, it means the it world means the to world. me. Yes, it does. It means the world to Amen. me. Amen. It means Amen. everything to me. Amen. When you send, give me a call or send me a text or whatever the case may be, just to let me know I'm praying for you. That was a great word you preached. I, yes. I support you. We've got your back. That means the world to me. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I truly believe that we have a church that is becoming more and more united Come on. as one. I believe that. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not going to say we're all there as one, but we're getting very, very close, getting close to being all united Amen. as one. That's right. We are. That's right. We're getting close. We can have our differences in the natural. We can have our different political differences, but we will not have differences Come inside on. the church. Hallelujah. We won't Amen. have differences in the body. Amen. We won't. Thank you, Lord. That's right. We will not have differences. Amen. But we will be together in the body of yes. Christ. Hallelujah. And I thank the Lord for that. And I want to say this, that many of us are connected to different churches. Many of us talk to different individuals outside of our church whether it be social media, it, even if it's just on a phone call. 
I'm telling you, when you hear other people talking about their church, when you hear other people commenting about their church, you say, not at our church. That's right. That doesn't take place at Come CMT. On. Amen. That doesn't take place at this church. That's right. So when they're talking about division, we speak unity. Come on. Yeah. That's right. When they're talking about their, their leadership, we uplift our leadership. Amen. When they want to talk about how they don't dis how they disagree with their pastor, we agree with our pastor. Come on. Amen. Yes. When they talk about not supporting because things aren't going to work and our pastor's just way out there and he's talking about harvest and he's talking about this, we say, well, our pastor talks about it and we rejoice yes. with him. Hallelujah. We praise God with him. Amen. We Amen. shout with him. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's what happens here at Christ Memorial Temple. That's right. Because even when I talk to people and they have their different comments, I say, well, that doesn't happen at our church. That's right. You can call me naive. Yeah. I can, you can call me whatever, but I'm saying that's not, that doesn't happen at our church. There you go. That doesn't happen here. No, we, we don't talk like that. We don't do those things. Come on. So even as we preach and even as we teach, Brother Carson, I want us to continue to say, but that doesn't happen here. That's right. That's good. Are you hearing me? Amen. Because I believe in the power of the spoken word. Come on. Yes. Yes. There's power in the spoken word. That's right. So right. even when I see certain things, I'm going to speak over that and say, no longer is that going Come to take on. place here. Hallelujah. We, we won't be divided here. Hallelujah. We won't be against each other here. Amen. Amen. We won't be against races here. We won't That's be right. against cultural backgrounds That's here. Right. We won't put rich above poor Come here. On. That's right. Oh, uh -uh. We're all equal Amen. in the eyes of the Lord. That's right. And those are things that I believe. Yeah. And those are things that we will profess. Amen. And that is how we're going to have people together. So as the foundation is being laid, we're shouting and rejoicing together. Yeah. I truly believe with all my heart that um, the very thing that we spoke back in January, I, I can't believe, I, I think it was New Year's Eve service. And Brother Carson was given his vision, and then that's when we have the banners, signs all across the church that say the power of one. Yes. Remember that, church? Amen. Who would have thunk that just three months later, those very words reigned so true in every individual's that's life? Right. Who would have thought just a couple months later our world would have been shifted with the coronavirus. Yes. Who would have thought that in 90 days we needed to be unified as one more than ever? More than ever. Who would have thought that the enemy would try to do everything? Well, we probably would have thought that. But we know that he would have tried to do everything he can to divide you and I as a body. Amen. To isolate us to separate us, right. to cause you to go to your house, me to go to my house, and then we have our own thoughts and opinions. Mm -hmm. That's the work of the devil. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yep. I'm going to say it again. That's the work of the Amen. devil. That's right. It is important. The people in this world keep talking about physical health. Yeah. Do we know it is just as important to have spiritual health? Come on. Amen. 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 For us to have spiritual health. Yeah. And for us to have spiritual health, the assembling of ourselves together Come is on. important. Yeah. 
Us rejoicing together is important. Amen. Us seeing one another is important. Us yes. loving one another and telling somebody, I appreciate you, I love you, that's important. Come on. Yes, it is. To our spiritual well-being. <laughs> and we must have that more than ever. More than ever. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet right now. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Let's rejoice. Let's oh, rejoice. Yes, Let's yes. rejoice. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.